0: There will be no rainy days. All's going to be good. If we can just get to that place in our life, everything's going to be fine. And our society reinforces this idea. We see advertisements with people smiling and everything being wonderful. Everything's nice and orderly. We see advertisements for vacation destinations where. You see people just having a wonderful time without a care in the world. They don't show you the kids that were fighting in the back seat on the way to this spot and the mom and dad sweating trying to get all the things packed. But you just get to that vacation spot and everything's going to be perfect. And then we go out in public and we look at the people around us and everybody looks nice and put together and orderly. Our society sort of gives us this idea that you could get to this place where everything would be perfect. But life isn't always perfect, is it? Life has, for all of us, lots of challenges that we all have to deal with. There's not going to be a place that we can get where there aren't going to be challenges. And the task that we've been given by God is not to find that perfect place, Not to make the challenges go away, but to deal with the challenges the way that we should. As Grant just read for us in James chapter 1, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. God says the trials are going to come, the challenges are going to come. And the challenge for us is to deal with them the way that we should. Along those lines this morning, I'd like to look with you at the 143rd Psalm. The 143rd Psalm, I believe, has lots of good practical instructions for us on how to deal with the challenges we face, what we should do when life is dark. Would you turn with you, me and your Bibles to the 143rd Psalm? And we'll just spend all of our time here this morning as we look at ways that we can be successful in dealing with difficult, challenging times. 143rd Psalm. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness answer me, and in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness, like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse over on the work of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land, Selah. Answer me speedily, O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, for your righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. In your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. I believe here... As we see this psalm, we see, I believe, some instructions for us on how to deal with the difficult times that we will face, that many of us likely are facing, the difficult and challenging times. The first thing that we need to know when we face difficult times is that hurting doesn't mean that you're weak. Look back with me at verses 3 and 4. This is David who says, For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. David penned these words. Remember, David was a man after God's own heart. Sure, David had his sins and he had his problems. But nothing in this psalm indicates that David is the reason for the difficult times that he's facing. In fact, it sounds like this hurt is caused by others, doesn't it? It says he dwelt in darkness because of his enemy. We remember David literally dwelling in darkness because of his enemy, don't we? When he was hiding in caves because Saul was trying to kill him. Maybe he's talking about that here. But I think it has a broader application, doesn't it? When things are difficult, it feels like we're dwelling in darkness. We're hurt and hurt deeply. His spirit, it says, was overwhelmed. His heart was distressed. He felt crushed. He was dealing with very difficult times. And when we feel this way, many times we're tempted to feel guilty for the way that we feel. I ought to be better than this. This shouldn't bother me. What's wrong with me? Yet nothing was wrong with David, and nothing's wrong with us when we go through difficult times. It's normal to feel hurt when others are not treating us the way that they should. David wasn't guilty, and we're not guilty when we have difficult times. As a side note, would you look at verses 3 and 4 again? to see how you can hurt others when you don't treat them the way that you should. Look at the wording that David has here about his life. They have persecuted my soul. They've crushed my life to the ground. He's made me dwell in darkness like those who've long been dead. My spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. Listen, brethren, we've got to be very careful how we treat others. We talk about it with our kids because kids need to learn this important lesson. Because kids can hurt other kids and scar them for life. But it doesn't stop when you're a kid. And when you grow up, adults, we've got to be careful about how we treat others. Hurting doesn't mean you're weak. But David also shows us that when we're hurting, when life is dark, we need to not turn from God. Look back at verse 1. Hear my prayer, O God, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me, and in your righteousness. David didn't turn from God. The temptation when times are tough is to turn from God, to turn your back on God, to leave God, to walk away from your faith when times get hard. Why is that? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. We might be tempted to turn from God when things get hard. First, there's the temptation to think that we shouldn't have to go through these trials if we're serving God like we should. The devil would like to sell you on that line. That if you'll just give yourself to God and serve Him, everything will be fine. So that when it's not fine, the devil can say, see there, God let you down. See there, it's not worth it. The devil wants you to think that, well, you ought to be, everything ought to be perfect if you're serving God, but it's not true. Why are you having to go through this? I thought God was going to keep you from this. No, God never promised that. Don't turn from God because things get hard. There's another reason, I think, why people turn from God when times get hard. I think people sell themselves on the idea that God must not care. That it, God, if God allows me to go through these difficult times, specifically here, if God allows people to treat me this way, then God must just not care about how much I'm hurt, about how, how hard this is. Why didn't He do something to keep me from this? God has told us. that He's going to allow us to go through difficult times. We have to handle them the right way. We can't become bitter towards God. Instead, we need to draw closer to him. We need to draw closer to him. Many have turned their back and walked away from God in difficult times. And if you ask them why, they'll express these kind of ideas to you. Well, it just shouldn't be this hard, or God shouldn't let me go through this. We have to draw closer to God. David drew closer to God. He prayed to God. He drew closer to God, and we must too. And as we pray to God, we need to know that God will hear us. Notice verse 1 again. David said, Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me, and in your righteousness. God is faithful. He will hear our prayers. God is righteous. He's promised us that he'll hear our prayers, and we can take trust in that. Don't turn your back from God when times are tough and times are dark. And verses 2 through 7 tell us that we need to understand our need for God. We need to really understand our need for God. Look at verse 2. Do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no one living is righteous. David is realizing his need for God. Look at verse 7. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, lest I be like those who go down into the pit. David knows that he is only going to be able to get through these difficult times if God is with him, if God helps him. There's no self-reliance here on David's part. There's no pulling himself up by his bootstraps. There's no just bucking up and pushing through David realizes that he has to have God if he's going to make it through. And when we face difficult times, we need to be reminded how much we need God. The temptation is that we're going to have to figure it out for ourselves, that we're just going to have to get through it ourselves. But David shows us that we're not on our own, that we have to have God. But we've got to be humble, brethren. We've got to understand our total reliance on God. David says there in verse 2 that he needs God's mercy. Don't enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight no one living is righteous. There's nothing we can do to deserve God's mercy. There's nothing we can do to deserve God helping us. We are at His mercy and we desperately need Him. We need Him to deliver us. Verse 7 And he needs to do it speedily. David's spirit was failing. He needed God's help and he needed it now. And we need God's help when we go through difficult times. And we need it now. He will deliver us. I tell you, he can't deliver us speedily if we don't go to him speedily. When we face difficult times, our first defense against those difficult times and our first avenue for help has to be God. We have to go to him speedily. We you understand our dependence on Him. And as we face difficult times, verses 8 and 10 tell us that we need to be listening to God. We're going to be able to get through difficult times only if we will listen to God. Look at verse 8 of the 143rd Psalm. Look at verse 8. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift up my soul to you. Drop down to verse 10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. We need God. And so we need to listen to God. We need to hear Him. And this isn't just what many people like to turn to when they get into difficult times. This isn't just something subjective. Hearing God, listening to God is not something subjective. Some people, when they're faced with difficult times, want to have some type of subjective voice from God that they hear. They want some kind of feeling. They want to feel some type of nudge from God or some type of sign that shows them that everything's going to be okay. That's not what David's talking about here. A lot of people are looking for this subjective uh, direction or leading from God, and God has not promised that. And when we're hurting, when times are tough, I want to tell you that's the last time that we need something subjective. That's the last time that we need something subjective. When we're in an emotional state, when we're hurting, we're in no place to make some type of discernment about some type of subjective sign from God. I'll tell you, on the other hand, when we're hurting... And when times are tough, we need something that's very objective. Something that's very concrete, something that's very definitive, and we have that, don't we, in God's word. God's word tells us about God's loving kindness. That's what David wanted to hear in the morning, didn't it? He? he wanted to in verse verse 8, he wanted to hear about God's loving kindness in the morning. How do you do that? Right here. It's not some voice It's not some subjective nudge or sign. I learned about God's loving kindness right here. I put my fingers on it. He wanted to hear about how he should walk. How should he deal with the challenges that he faced in his life? Am I looking for some subjective sign? Something that's sort of fuzzy? I don't know if this is it or not. No, this is it. When times are tough, I've got it in my hands. He wanted that. He wanted to know God's will for this situation. It's not subjective. It's objective, and it's right here. He wanted to know how to live in the land of uprightness, and he had it at his fingertips. He had it from God. But we have to listen, don't we? If we want to hear about God's loving kindness, if we want to know his will for us, we've got to study. We've got to be humble enough to allow this to lead us in how we should deal with the challenges we face in this life. The temptation for us is to not listen, not listen to God when things are tough. The temptation is to take the wheel and do it ourselves. We've got to listen to God. Look at verse 11. I want to tell you, when we face difficult times, we've got to dedicate our entire existence to God. Look at verse 11. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. Why are we here? Why are we going through the difficult times? Why do we want to make it through? Why do we want to handle the difficult situations the right way? Really, what's the use? Why? Why keep trying? Wouldn't it be better just to give up? Give in and let the devil have his way. Or maybe it would just be better if life was over completely. Just give up completely on it. Throw it all away. Throw in the towel and be done with it and walk away. Why keep trying? Why keep persevering and keep pushing through? Why? It's there in verse 11. Look at it again. Revive me, O Lord, for Your name's sake. For Your righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. We are trying to get through these difficult times. We're trying to get through the challenges of this life for God's glory. We're not doing it for ourselves. Because if it was up to us, maybe we would just forget it and walk away. But we're doing it for God and His glory. That's why we keep persevering. The Scriptures talk about this over and over again. That if we'll handle things the way that God wants us to handle them, we'll bring glory to Him. This is all about God. This is for His glory. And we need to dedicate our life to dealing with the challenges that we face for Him and for His glory. And finally, in verse 12, David was in this dark place because of his enemy. And he gives his enemy to God. He lets God deal with his enemy. Look at verse 12. For in your mercy cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. Because of all the things that we looked at, all of the things that David shows us here about dealing with difficult times, he was able to just let God deal with his enemies. And David had real enemies but he didn't take his enemies into his own hands. You remember how he dealt with Saul, for example? How Saul was trying to kill him, and David had the opportunity to finish him off without even a challenge, and David passed on that opportunity because David was going to let God deal with his enemies. And when people are hurting us, when we're going through difficult times because of what other people are doing, We need to let God deal with our enemies. David is not the only one who let God deal with his enemies. Remember what Jesus did? Jesus, it says in 1 Peter 2, verse 23, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. God will take care of our enemies. Let God handle our enemies. Let's worry about ourselves. Over and over again in the scriptures, we see that this life is going to be full of challenges. It's no secret. God hasn't held that from us. God has been forthcoming that this life is going to be full of challenges. When those challenges come, it doesn't mean that we're weak. There's nothing wrong with us because we face challenges and challenges maybe that are inflicted by others. Whatever we do, don't turn from God. Draw closer to Him. Really understand our need for God. We rely completely and entirely on Him. Listen to Him. Read His Word. Do it in your life. Dedicate your entire existence to Him. And Let God deal with your enemies. God never promised a life, us a life of ease. In fact, He's promised us just the opposite of that. Life is going to be difficult, but he's promised us in no uncertain terms that we can deal with the challenges that we face and be faithful to him. How are you doing this morning? Is there anything that we can help you with this morning? If so, would you let us know while we stand and sing?